The Transmission, Episode Minus 2, May 17, 2005. Aloha, and welcome to The Transmission. This preseason episode comes from parent podcast Hawaii Up. This excerpt is from May, and in it my wife and I discuss the season finale from the first season of Lost. Now let's check in with the wife. It's time for the Pith of Pop, the podcast edition with Jen. Thanks for joining us, Jen. Hi. So that was it. That was the big two-hour finale to the first season of Lost. What do you think? Well, you know, I wouldn't say exactly that I was disappointed. That's a bit strong of a word. But there were some expectations that I had for the last, you know, three hours, and they weren't met. So I feel a little bit let down, but not let down enough to say that it's not quality TV, you know, it's still a great show and I'm still going to be front and center in September. Yeah, I thought it was a great episode. I thought, I mean, movie quality television. I suppose that one of the things they were giving us the hope of is that we'd have some answers to the questions that have been haunting us all season, but you're right, instead of getting big answers, we got a little bit of uh, emotional resolution, we got a little, a few loose ends tied up, but instead of answers, we got more questions. Right, a lot more questions. A lot happened this episode. Right. Artst, the red shirt, met his fate. Exactly. Uh, I had predicted after they killed off Boone and when I said it was too obvious for him to be the one killed off, I knew that, uh, well, if Artst looks and talks like a red shirt, he's probably a red shirt and kablamo. Yeah, he he blew himself up um, in the first scene. I wanted to see more from him because he's such a great character, but... I, I'm accepting now that his purpose was to deliver the lament of the red shirt, you know, the, that soliloquy, the, you know, you don't appreciate us, but we're doing as much as you are. And just because, you know, we're not as fancy as you are doesn't mean we're not here and we're not helping out. Now, the the many flashbacks continued. Right. Um, we saw Hurley in, I think, maybe the longest flashback um, you saw him um, through a series of misadventures finally getting to the airport. But the real point of it, obviously, was to show how he's continually haunted by the numbers. Right. If you if you watch his, his whole flashback, any opportunity to see a number, you see, you know, some combination of the magic six numbers. You know, you see him going 23 kilometers an hour. You, you know, the gate number, the soccer girls, just the numbers are all there in succession. And we also saw Sun and Jin again. Right, right. Um, and, but not exactly in the way we figured it would happen. Um, it turns out that Jin is the one that um, has the encounter later after um, after the accident. He goes into the men's restroom and meets one of his father-in-law's henchmen. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. I was expecting to see what happened to Sun, but he was the guy that we were going to see that extra piece of. And we saw little bits of uh, other characters. We saw Locke, we saw Saeed, we saw Boone and Shannon again. 
Meanwhile, back on the island, lots of little developments. Right. Um, Charlie stumbled across the Beechcraft, which, of course, was full of heroin. Um, so he will probably have a little bit of a struggle with a monkey on his back next season. And uh, Locke got grabbed by the monster. Yeah, that it was really disturbing and really freaky the way it looked. You know, you saw some mechanical things. Um, you saw something that looked like a dinosaur, and it was all very freaky. And then they they blew the thing up, and when after that you saw this really freaky Harry Potterish smoke, and it was it's all very surreal. It was it was really quite compelling, you know, more than I thought it would be. Yeah, the supernatural is alive and well. Danielle showed up and took Claire's baby. Right, she did. Um, I I really don't know what the deal is with Danielle. You know, I thought she was with the others. But at this point, to me, it looks like she's just a grieving mother. You know, they took her baby 16 years ago, and it looked like she never really got over it. You know, I just can't figure her out because now we learned that she was one of the people that Claire tussled with when she was kidnapped earlier, but we also know that Ethan was central to her kidnapping. So were they working together? Were they not? Is one part of the other? Is the other part of the other? I don't know. Uh, so all that's going on on the island, and meanwhile, there's a lot of stuff going on on the boat. Right. Um, Sawyer decided to go through all the bottles and read everybody's letters. I thought that was hilarious. You know, he's reading a woman's letter back to her husband, and he goes, but she's sleeping with <laughs> this other guy on the island. Right, and and he, um, he looked at Hurley's. He actually saw Hurley's letter, but he didn't know it was Hurley, and he rhetorically asked pretty much everybody, who is, who is Hugo, and how did he get all this money? Speaking of Hugo, Locke called Hurley by his real name. Yeah, I was wondering when he f- how he would have found out about his identity, how he would have found out his name. So many more mysteries, and the folks on the boat thought they were being rescued. Yeah, but that didn't turn out very well. We They got a little visit from the others. Yes, the appearance of the others, and all this time they thought when they said they were after the boy, that they were after Claire's son, but instead they took Walt. Yes, they kidnapped Walt. And at this point, I can't really tell if it's because he's a child or because he has special powers. I get, That's another thing we're going to have to wait and see. And, there, of course, there was the explosion on the raft. Yeah, you know, a friend of mine was saw them filming maybe a month ago and told me, you know, it's kind of weird. They chased me away when the boat was on the water. Next thing I know, I saw an explosion on the water. So I guess uh, those rumors were true. Um, and uh, so Walt gets taken, and at the same time, they blow the hatch open. But do we see what's in the hatch? Of course not. So this episode doesn't give us any answers. It just gives us... A couple of cliffhangers. Two cliffhangers. Not just one, but two cliffhangers. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. I'm I'm hoping that it's they don't take a Pulp Fiction-esque cop out and, and say it's whatever you want it to be or, or some other thing like that. I hope it's an actual definitive thing that does something else. You know, I hope it's... It's not a metaf- metaphysical kind of thing. So we have to wait all summer to get those answers, and in the meantime, we'll have to talk about something else. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of movies on the queue. That is true. More Netflix reviews. In the meantime, thanks for joining us, Jen. My pleasure.